State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Happy mess. Celebrate your magic in the middle of life's messes. Hot, happy mess. I'm Zuri Hall, and this is Hot, Hot happy, happy Mess. Oh, shoot. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. How are you, my friend? I'm Zuri, last name Hall, and this is Hot, Happy Mess. This is a very special episode of Hot Happy Mess. Do you know what what today? Do you know what today? It's the one year anniversary of Hot Happy Mess. This is our 52nd episode. I cannot believe it. <laughs> I'm so excited and humbled and proud and a little bit exhausted <laughs> by what we have been able to pull off and accomplish over the last year. And I am so pumped about what we have up our sleeve. Like, oh my God, I can't wait for 2022. But let's just slow it down. Let's pump the brakes. Let's be where we are. The power of now. Uh, celebrating. Celebrating one year, baby, of hot, happy mess. One year of you on this journey with me. Uh, us living and learning and loving and growing and laughing together. I feel like I have just opened up my life and my world to you in a really personal, um, but really true way. And I've tried to be vulnerable and honest. And we have had so many amazing guests and experts and group chat members and my real life best friends um, and celebs and influencers who have also come on and been real and honest. And I thought the best way to celebrate this last year would be to do kind of a best of episode, you know what I'm saying? A little uh, year in review, if you will, and just give you some of the gems, the biggest gems that have been dropped this year. And there are plenty, so this was like impossible to choose from. But I picked some that really resonated, not just with me, but with you all. We got great feedback. Um, and I think this is a really great way to kind of close out your year. Some gentle reminders. Uh, Lola. Do you want to come in? The puppy is here. Lola is a wild one. She is athletic as heck now. Her golden retriever is kicking in. She's like a, a quarter golden retriever, three quarters poodle. Um, she's big. She jumps by leaps and bounds. She can mount couches and tables. It's bizarre and crazy and a little bit scary. A few nights ago, she broke into a bag of treats that Three weeks ago, she wouldn't have even been able to reach, gnawed a hole into it, and ate half the bag before I caught her. And then she gave me the puppy dog eyes. 
but they didn't work. They did work, but they don't always work. I'm trying to be, I got to be bad cop sometimes. Um, but she's so cute. It's hard to not just want to be good cop. And if you want more Lola, you can follow me on Instagram at Zuri Hall or follow the puppy at little Lola Joe Lee. So um, before we dive into some of the show highlights from this year, you're going to love them. We are um, giving you some gems, dropping some um, quotes and moments from the how to be single episode to the best sex ever. Is your situation toxic AF? I'm married. Now what? How to get your boss on getting ready for tax season. The art of flexible thinking, how it's the key to happiness. And if it's time for you to pivot so much stuff, so much stuff. Um, So you're going to hear from me. You're going to hear from some of my best friends in the group chat. You're going to hear from some of amazing experts um, per usual. But first, I just want to express some gratitude for this amazing, difficult, challenging, but beautiful year that I have had. Um, Hot Happy Mess has been one of the biggest uh, blessings of my life and that it has taught me how to be a better leader. It has uh, taught me how to consistently rise to a challenge, even when I don't necessarily feel like it or I'm tired, Um, but how to show up and and get the job done. I'm learning that, you know, the art of delegation and time management are key. So those are two things that I really want to lock in on in 2022. So a lot of challenges and lessons, but a lot of wins and breakthroughs uh, that I'm really grateful for. You know, I, I first had this vision, this idea, gosh, like a couple of years ago um, at minimum. And so to see it actually come to life and to see how it's affecting you and your lives based on the comments that you leave me and the messages you send me, it's really special. So I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for your support. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. Leave a five-star review if you haven't yet. Um, Oh, also um, a giveaway. (laughs) Maybe I should just leave with that really quickly. Uh, To close out this year and celebrate our one year, I'm doing another You know what? No, I'm going to just double it in real time. I was supposed to only give away one Amazon gift card. I'm going to give away four, four Amazon gift cards. So if you're listening right now, you have a chance to win and it will literally take you five seconds and you can do it right now and then finish the podcast or you can do it while you're listening to the podcast. All you have to do is leave a review. If you go to Apple Podcasts, type in Zuri Hall's Hot Happy Mess, whatever. Scroll down leave a five-star review and just a couple of sentences on what you love most about this podcast, what episode you've enjoyed most, what your biggest takeaway has been, when you've laughed the most, what you love most about, you know, everything we're doing, how awesome I am. Tell me things. Tell me sweet things. Um, I'm kidding, kind of. Uh, but whatever, whatever resonates with you. Uh, just leave a, a sentence or two, maybe three, if you're feeling generous and drop your at handle, your Twitter or your Instagram handle. And that's it. We will randomly select four winners. Okay. And each of you will receive a digital $50 Amazon gift card. That's a pretty good return for like a five second review, if I do say so myself. So go ahead, take a second, leave the review. Don't forget to leave your handle so we can slide in your DMs if you win. If you're listening to this and wonder how long you have to qualify, we're going to give you a nice little run. So you have got up until, drum roll please, you have got until Tuesday, January 4th at 11.59 Eastern Standard Time, 2022, baby. That's right. Plenty of time for you to win. We're giving away four Amazon gift cards. We will not be drawing randomly until after that date. So submit five-star review, couple of sentences. We're going to kick off the new season of Hot Happy Mess next year in a big way. And that's with announcing those gift card and giveaway winners and so much more because I have so much to tell you about. So let's get to it. Let's get to it. Um, life updates. Obviously we've got the puppy. Um, I talked to you a little bit about my journey. Uh, personally, I bought a house this year. What? Like, I'm so grateful. That has been a 10 year journey. And, you know, to be able to say that I own a chunk of land, beautiful land, beautiful home that I had to work really hard for, for the better part of a decade, you know, and that my salaries and my credit line and my name was enough to make that happen on my own. 
that is the biggest win for me. It's the it's the most beautiful blessing. And I'm so grateful. And it's been a lot of hard work getting here. Um, and I'm realizing it's a lot of hard work to maintain. I'm in the middle of the house renovation, as some of you know. Good God. <laughs> um but I'm so happy and I'm excited to nest and I'm sharing more of that journey on my Instagram. So follow me at Zuri Hall if you want to keep up with that, see the behind the scenes, the befores and afters. But yeah, it's just really awesome to own something um, for myself and on my own. You know, my grandmother particularly always um, advocated and reminded me that it was important to have your own to and not just my grandma, um, but. Every authoritative or parental figure in my life, my parents have always raised me to be ambitious and independent and a self-starter. And I've gone through a lot of trial and error. You know, we talked about financial literacy. I've talked about my credit journey and how seriously I take that. And in recent years, getting into wealth building, and that's something we can all do. It doesn't matter how much money you are or are not making. I know it's easier said than done. And I understand that that will never look the same for most people. Um, but the idea of wealth, the way that I'm using it is so relative. Um, it's just trying to secure a future and building and, and growing what you do have into more. Um, so I hope you'll go back and listen to those episodes. If you're trying to get your finance game up, um, I will say it has changed my life. And I get to to call call this place that I'm recording at home now because of it. So I'm grateful. Um, I'm proud. I'm proud of myself, and um, and I'm excited for for what's next. So that was my biggest blessing of 2021. Um, I'm curious to know what yours is. You could also leave that in the in the comments for your review, for your five-star review and entry for the giveaway. Um, just what you're most proud about or grateful for in 2021. Um, and then just make sure you leave your, your username and I'll know that you're submitting. Before we get into all the good stuff, uh, just really quickly, I've told you about the renovations that are happening. Um, I'm hosting Miss USA. Uh, by the time you hear this, I might have just hosted Miss USA, but go play it back on Hulu <laughs> or online. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And then we are taking a brief hiatus. Yeah, I want to tell you about that just for five seconds. We're going to take a break in December uh, for the month just to step back reset um, and get our ducks in a row because I'm bringing you so much bigger and better in 2022. And I want to practice what I preach. I told you guys I've been going, 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 and I just need to hop off the hamster wheel for 15 seconds so I can get it together and, you know, show up as my best self for you, for me, for the people I love. So December for me is about rest and restoration to the extent that I can get it. So I use that idea loosely, um, and a lot of self-care and reflection and self-work um, and planning ahead for, for the show and all the other things that I have in the pipeline. So we are taking a little break, but fear not, we will be back, baby, and with a vengeance at the top of 2022, um, likely sometime in January. So stay tuned. Go binge the old episodes in the meantime. And lastly, we are having um, our one-year anniversary celebration. So we're about to be getting into it. Some of the group chat girls are flying into L.A. to stay with me. Um, we're having a really uh, cute, fun, private brunch at this like beautiful private residence with these amazing views and like fun cocktails just to celebrate everything that we have created together over the last year. So that's coming up. I'm going to be doing a hot, happy mess Instagram live to celebrate with you because I want you to be a part of that. That's going down on Wednesday, December 1st on Instagram. I think we've tentatively got it scheduled for 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific to start. Uh, but just make sure you're following at Hot Happy Mess and you'll get all the details on how to join the Instagram live. Um, I'm going to be doing a bunch of giveaways that day. We're going to have some of your favorite experts and um, guests pop up and hang out with me and just laugh and kiki and, and just talk and be silly and, and share share the love and the good vibes, okay? Um, so that's all going down. Follow at Hot Happy Mess for more details or go to hothappymess.com. And now let's get into it, all right? Uh, first up, how to be single and not just pretend to love it um, with our amazing expert, Devin, who was breaking down how to date, 
patterns to look for, um, the art of being alone. Um, and, and that's something that, you know, sometimes we have to learn and that's okay. Um, but singleness is a really awesome, beautiful time. And it's been some of the most fun and interesting chapters in my life because I get to discover things about myself and experience things that you might not otherwise discover, um, when you're in a relationship, you know, each chapter comes with its own beautiful, cool stuff. This is episode nine. If you want to listen to the whole episode, how to be single, and not just pretend to love it. So when it comes to dating and these patterns, before we can get to the dating part, it's all about being single. This episode is how to be single and not just pretend to love it. Because I myself, speaking for myself, I have been in the phase where I pretended to love it. And then I've been in the phase where I loved it. Like I was like, oh my God, I've been missing out. This is how I was supposed to be doing this all these years. Um, And so I'm excited for an episode that really just dives into how to do that. What's your philosophy on being single? When you think about that phase or that chapter in your life, like what should that be? What does that mean? I, you know, I think you said it so well, Z, that like, yeah, you know, we're, we're kind of taught fake it till you make it like love mm-hmm. yourself first and like value yourself and then you'll find a partner who values you. But there is a difference between faking it, you know, till you make it and really, really loving it. Right. And, and it's important that you get to that really love it piece because then you have more leverage, right? Like then you, you really start evaluating people based on t- the value they bring to your life rather than getting some need or some dopamine hit. Cause it's kind of like a drug as crazy as it sounds. Love really is a drug. And so if, if you don't learn how to love being with yourself, if you don't create the safe space within yourself, then what happens is you're looking for that safe space in someone else. And that's a very um, dangerous place to be because people will be people. And even with the best intentions, they'll make mistakes. So you want to learn how to find that safe space within yourself. And then instead of just because a dude looks good or a girl's beautiful or whatever, you'll be less phased because you'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's cool and all. But However. I enjoy doing X, Y, Z with myself. Yeah. Like what right. are you bringing to the table? Right. right. That That's exactly it. For me, the difference came when it was like, I really like being with myself. I enjoy my own company and you have to be serving up or offering something that I enjoy more than looking at my damn self, more than sitting with my book on my couch by myself. And being okay with being alone, I think is the first step to figuring out how to be with someone. (laughs) Facts, 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 which leads me into one of my favorite highlights from episode 12, our The Best Sex ever episode, we had um, a sex expert, sex therapist, Dr. Donna, come on the show. And I brought my girls on, the group chat girls. And it was like an ask me anything. And it was funny and hilarious because my girls are funny and hilarious. And Dr. Donna is funny and hilarious while also dropping all the facts. Like, never learned so much about sex while also laughing hysterically. Um, She is a real one. I loved it. Here's Donna. Hi, Dr. Donna. Hi, Hi, Veronica. Nice to meet you. Um, So I am one of those women, and I know there's many others, who I wasn't able to have an orgasm with a partner (laughs) until the age of 29. And that's the partner I'm with now. And it wasn't for, like, lack of intimacy or, like, lack of good sex. I had plenty of that. I just couldn't um, come. I could do it by myself, but not ever with a partner. So what is that about? There are so many things in there. So... Mm. A lot of people have heard about the orgasm gap, um, but Wait, basically, what's the orgasm gap? I haven't, I haven't heard, heard of it. Tell us, women don't have as many orgasms as men. Oh, oh, that's the yes. term for. Oh, okay. yeah, I definitely have heard about that. Then, okay, yes, there's yes, the orgasm gap, <laughs> and, and but the gap is like, it, to me, it's mountains. Yeah, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a whole valley. <laughs> exactly, it's a whole valley. So, like, I think they said something around like ninety. 95% of men will have orgasm from sex, from penetrative sex. Whereas women, it's some people, I think they're being very generous with this number, but they're saying around 80%. And when no I way. subtract the liars, right? <laughs> yeah. when we subtract the liars, it's probably more like 20 to 50% of mm-hmm. women are actually wow. having these lovely orgasms. Mm. Part of it, there's so many different reasons. And I would say that one of them is that when we are younger, 
we are very much socialized into doing the very thing that they already told us to do. Your job as a woman, when you're in a relationship specifically with a man, is to please them to be cute for them, to have sex for them. So it becomes very performative. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us end up in our heads, which is basically taking us outside of our bodies. Mm -hmm. We are now trying to like, I arched my back. Is it cute? Right. Do I look Tune cute? it up a little bit. <laughs> is and it look back at it? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it like, am I super attractive in this right. moment? And we are not really in our bodies. And then when you add that to the fact that a lot of us have not even felt empowered enough to explore our own sexuality outside the confines of a relationship, then it makes it even more difficult. When you're at the beginning of your uh, sexually active or a having sex journey, you are also in a space where you may not know everything that you like in the, in the same way that, that trying to cultivate it requires a little bit extra on your part. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we learn ourselves and we learn ourselves over time. And the closer women get to 40, you know, the more pop in the It's so funny. I was so touched by this that like I said that God must be giving me a sign. Whichever man is a man who makes me come to orgasm. That's the man I'm supposed to marry. So Leave it to like, Veronica. Veronica <laughs> that would be the one sign she needed from God of all the things. <laughs> Lord Jesus, if he can just give me from A to Z, that's it. Oh my God, I miss my friends. (laughs) I'm so excited for the one year anniversary so we can all hang out together. Um, If you hear hammering, I told you, renovations have begun. So that means that the guys are upstairs putting in work. Uh, So let's just ignore it and pretend like it's not happening. Cool, cool. Episode 17, is your situation toxic as This was legit. This is our highest performing episode ever. Ever, 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 ever. I am talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of downloads. Um, the Breakfast Club re-aired this episode on their podcast feed channel, and it was such a hit. Sounds like a lot of a lot of us is just floating in the crazy. We've been there, we've done that, we've all had our moments. Um, so Fear not, because you are not alone. Um, it resonated. It resonated with y'all. It resonated with me. Uh, my girl Rika from way back. Uh, we go back to my Indianapolis days. I called her up and wanted her to come on because now she's a single girls coach and a relationship coach. And um, she talked about being in a toxic relationship um, with a not so great guy. And by not so great, I mean low key terrible human. Um, and how she realized it was time to get out. And and this is a little bit of our conversation. So the whole time, I didn't know at this moment that the whole time he was cheating on me. So the projection that was happening, because God forbid a woman cheat on a man, that's like the mm-hmm. worst thing for a guy, especially a black man, right? Like that's the mm-hmm. worst yeah. thing. Um, and so I d- again, I didn't know it at the time that it was um, a lot of projection, which is yeah. another definition, another experience that we don't know about. We're just told, yeah. oh, if he hits you, that's abuse. Da, 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 da. But this projection to me, I always say it like this, like the person screaming the loudest about something they don't like. Mm-hmm. So the pastor telling all gays they going to hell or whatever right. it's because they're gay or yeah. they're cheating or they're. What is the, I don't know, it's not a Shakespeare quote, but there's some quote that's like, thou dost protest too much or something like that. Basically, you're protesting Mm -hmm. too much. You're being like, no, 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 not me, not me, not me, y'all. Which essentially implies you are, it's you, you are it. Yeah, because Um, your guilt, it has to go somewhere. That's energy, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so you feel bad or guilty about something. um, Or even if you don't, because I'm sure he didn't, but you're still going to act in that way. Like if you see a lot of people who cheat on people, you're going to assume everybody does that. And so his childhood wasn't the best childhood Mm -hmm. um, and he wasn't the best man. Mm -hmm. He was like, you know, so he is trash, essentially. (laughs) So he thinks that um, I would be that way as well, which I wasn't. And so that's when I should have dug my heels in and be like, listen, I'm a good woman, regardless if you think so or not. Mm-hmm. So I'm out. I want to get into the, the breaking point and also your advice to single women. It's yeah. interesting that you bring up projection because that's what I heard when I heard knowing what I know about you. And it doesn't take knowing much about you even to know like you're a good woman, you're beautiful, you're ambitious, you're hardworking, you are down for the people that you care about. I've seen that. Yeah. Um So I immediately felt like, okay, well, is this dude cheating? Is he lying? And whatever it is, we can only see life through our own lens. We only process people based on what we have in us and who we are and who people have been to us. 
And I'm I'm curious to know what the last straw was, because at this point he's projecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is essentially bullying you into behaving in a way that makes him feel safe and secure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when did you decide enough was enough? Yeah. So um, uh, let's see, in 2017 in June. So our birthdays were like a week apart. So my birthday is June 29th. His was like July something. Um, but cancer, exactly. Team cancer all day. Um, and so I was go, I was headed down there. I think it was like a week before I was headed down there to go to celebrate quote unquote our birthdays. And I had went out to a restaurant up here with my cousin mm-hmm. and he knew that. And he even talked to my cousin when I was out. Right. Cause again, we had to, I had to check in with him to make sure mm-hmm. he knew where I was at all times, blah, blah, blah. And, um, I got home and I think it was like a Friday night and I think it was like nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that I did call him to be like, Oh, what you doing? Da, 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 da. Uh, but I fell asleep mm-hmm. and I woke up to like 30 missed calls. Oof. Finally called him and he cussed me out. See, I knew you was cheating on me. How do I know you went straight home after, um, you left your cousin and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I have to break up with him. I ha- this yeah. is crazy. What am I doing? Because yeah. this was uh, now two years in. I was like, this is nuts. Yeah. So then anyway, so I go to uh, Atlanta because I'm like, well, I bought the ticket. So I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get on this flight now. Right. We're not going to get do. on this flight. Exactly. With, with these change fees. <laughs> exactly. Which was dumb. I should have just canceled. But, um, but I went. Okay. And oddly enough, Zuri, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. This baby had the audacity to break up with me saying, oh! saying that he couldn't trust me. I am so offended on your behalf right now. Honest to God. I Girl. can't stand it. Girl. I, I just- got a self-censor because I'm just, I'm <laughs> triggered. Because th- if this ain't the, the king of kings when it comes to some manipulative shit, have you apologizing for shit that somebody else did, that he did? Wow. Talking about he couldn't trust me. And I remember the moment like it was yesterday. So, of course, my feelings are hurt and I start crying. (sighs) But it wasn't like take me back cry. It was like I felt relieved. Mm -hmm. Like, thank you. It was a a purging, cathartic. Yeah. Like, (laughs) thank you, Jesus, because I knew that I should have broke up with him. Like I said, two weeks in. Mm -hmm. And I feel like God was trying to tell like, baby, girl. Yeah. This is not for you. But yeah. in that moment when I'm crying and I feel relief, I hear God say, and no, it wasn't an audible. I didn't hear like, Rika, you, I am you your know. God. There's a knowing. There's a, no- there's a knowing. And I heard God say, I will use this story. Mm. And at first I was like, no, you're not. I'm using for- <laughs> I ain't telling nobody about this. I ain't telling nobody. I ain't telling nobody. I couldn't believe that I went through this. Like me, yeah. I thought I was yeah. smart, you know. All you of are those feelings. smart. You are smart. But here's the thing yeah, about yeah. And the only reason I stop you is because I felt the same and I've I've not shared like particulars on the show yet and mm-hmm. I will eventually. But I'm like, I'm too smart for what I just went through. And yeah. I felt, I felt yeah. dumb. I felt yeah. stupid. I felt embarrassed. And if my friends had gone through it, I would have been like, girl, like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, it's it's, it's yeah. as clear as day. Yeah. But it's not that we're not smart. Narcissists and manipulators, they're so good at what they do. Yep. And I, I hope we can never relate to that level of manipulation, right? It's not unreasonable for, you know, your normal person who is compassionate and has empathy to not expect that from other people. And yeah. so we are the ones who get manipulated or taken advantage of because we're approaching people as if they are good and kind and true. So it has nothing 100%. to do with you being smart or not. It has everything to do with him being trash and a manipulative, low-key sociopath. <laughs> so 100%. And also not knowing, again, the difference between healthy love, what is a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship, and mm-hmm. the healthy hard I didn't know that. So you're just like, oh, I'm trying to figure it out with this guy. Like, if you yeah. would just get it together, we'd be great, right? And the potential right. falling for that, for that, mm. for that, for that, for that. If that hit a little too hard, it might be time to reflex this. You might just want to sit with that for a little bit, okay? No judgment. This is a safe space. It's just you and me, okay? We've all been there. Um, but you should definitely go back and listen to episode 17 in its entirety if you fear that your situation might be toxic, or if you think someone you know might be in a toxic situation, go ahead and just passive aggressively send them the link to that episode.
If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Next up, if it's not a situation that's toxic and you somehow end up married to the human, what comes next? I'm glad you asked. Here's a clip from episode 21. And a lovely couple where the wife is a licensed therapist and her husband is an awesome, super emotionally intelligent guy. And together they spread the good news on their social platforms. And they're talking about one of my favorite things to talk about. Y'all know I shout from the mountaintops that everyone needs to read the book Attached about attachment theory. Breaks down our personality types, people who are secure in relationship versus avoidant or anxious. Um, so we're talking about attachment theory in this clip. Here they are. Back to attachment theory. Attachment theory is kind of the basis of the therapy I do with couples too. And so our minds are wired for connection. And when that connection feels threatened by... Um, any conflict, even if it's over, like we bought the wrong cereal, mm -hmm. like it doesn't have to be this big divorce conflict, but any conflict triggers our mind to say your relationship is threatened and therefore your survival is threatened. And we literally go into that fight or flight mode where we're not thinking rationally or logically, and we're not going to have that productive conversation. And so we were like spending hours <laughs> in that place. And once we realized how to recognize it, and take some time apart to like regulate and think through what happened and how we're feeling and just kind of soothe ourselves, we could go back to it and it was so much easier. So how did you guys, or how do you currently navigate that, right? So if there's a moment where it's like, oh, I don't want to talk right now, like I can't do this, but the other person really wants to, how do you negotiate that? How do you decide when, when are we going to talk so that both people feel good about when it's happening and, you know, from the person who's a little bit like not right now, how do we say that in a way that's loving and that says, I care about you, but I just need a second so that I can show up in the way you need. And then also for the person who's like, I need it now, how can they sort of understand and not bite the bullet? That sounds intense, but um, <laughs> be okay, comfortable, feel safe mm -hmm. with waiting a little bit longer than they would like to have that anxiety lessened. How do you, how does that conversation happen? What do you, what do you say? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. It, it, 
it took a lot of work for us, like years of work to slowly build that trust between each other. Um, so at the very beginning, you know, it was really hard to kind of communicate like for myself, who's kind of in that withdrawer state whenever conflict arises around like I'm needing space to like self-regulate. Like for some reason I can't have like a productive conversation right now. So we slowly started to, um, use some of the tools that Mallory was, was learning in school. And that was around, like, I need space for like, I don't know, 30 minutes mm-hmm. just to kind of, you know, self-regulate. And then hopefully we could come back and I could tell you how I was feeling during that conversation or during that time of conflict where we could have maybe a more productive conversation, mm-hmm. um, about it. But again, it took a lot of, a lot of trust and, and, and years of work to like, know that either I was going to come back or Mallory was going to come back to that conversation. We'll actually mm-hmm. talk about it as opposed to, you know, sweeping it under the rug. Right. Just like and letting just making, it go. You know, and then just pretending everything is, is okay <laughs> after, after like 30 minutes or something. Yeah. So. Which is my gut instinct. I'm like, we could just pretend this never happened. Right. And, <laughs> and that is it's not easier. healthy guys. I yeah, learned it the hard yeah. way. Um, yeah. So Mallory, from your perspective, you know, Strons is saying I need maybe 30 minutes to self-regulate and that takes a certain level of self-awareness, which is awesome mm-hmm. when you've cultivated it. What was that self-awareness for you? What did you realize you were doing that maybe you could do differently And then what does that sound like when you're having the conversation with him about how to respect his boundaries while also honoring yours? Yeah, beautifully said. I think kind of like what Strong said is it was practice and it was building that trust. And so as he was building like a willingness and awareness to say, I need a break. And that's that's another kind of tip I always say is he said it really eloquently and clearly in this moment, but in the moment. When things are heated, it might just sound like I need a break. And if you've talked about that beforehand of what that means, then that sends to me this message of, okay, I can take this deep breath. And he's taking a break because he's realizing this isn't getting anywhere and I'm going to trust he'll come back to it. Mm. And then as he did come back to it, which took him practice, that taught me that I can regulate on my own. I cannot take it so personally, like it's easy for me to go to a place of he's taking a break because he doesn't care. He doesn't love me or like we're doomed. Like I can get really kind of dramatic. Yeah. 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 And so as I trust like, okay, when he goes away to take a break, it actually works better when he comes back. That helps me to kind of do my own work in those breaks to kind of take deep breaths and regulate and talk myself through. Like he does love me. He cares about me. We're going to figure this out. Right. Right. What are your, I don't know, maybe two, maybe top three tips when it comes to the first few years of navigating marriage? What would you hope that people keep in mind when you are working with your clients? What What are the things that we should be aware of? And what are the things that we should realize aren't what the fairy books tell us so that yeah. we don't think we're losing our minds or our marriage because it's not what Disney said or, you know. Right. Totally. Yeah, I think we touched on some of them already, but Mm -hmm. one big one we like to like preach is like, go to bed angry. That's okay. That doesn't mean your marriage is doomed. It actually means you'll probably wake up and (laughs) be like, why are we so mad last night? Right, right. Um, And so that's been like so helpful for us. And and not that you want to go to bed like really mean and that type of thing, but it's okay to go to bed with it without it unresolved. Mm. It's late, you're tired. and it's, it's really going to be a lot better in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep it off. I'm an advocate yes. for that. I, <laughs> I've, I struggled with that in the past too, because like when my boyfriend and I got together, it was the same thing too. We're never going to go to bed angry. We're not mm-hmm. like all other couples. <laughs> 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 and like six months in, I was like, I will see you in the morning. Have a good night. Have good dreams. I will pray for you, but I will not talk to you right now. <laughs> I like it. And that's that. 
Boom, baby. Next up, episode 32. We're all about best life minus the burnout. So this was about getting your boss on. One of my best friends in the whole wide world, Ashley Ray, um, came on and has talked about her journey in corporate America. She's out here making six figs, a black woman um, at an executive level position. She is headed to the C-suite, I have no doubt. And she has built an amazing empowerment platform as a career coach for women, particularly women of color and black women, especially. Um, and she's just doing the work. She she talks it, she walks it. And this is what she had to say about us walking the walk when it comes to getting what we deserve in the workplace. I want to talk a little bit about the nitty gritty of navigating corporate life from a financial perspective, because I feel like that's the thing that's so often like shrouded in mystery and nobody wants to talk about it. Everyone's like, ask for more, but like, can you get specific, right? Like people are always just like giving these really inflated idealistic ideas about how to lean in without getting specific about how to navigate the reality of leaning in, which is sometimes it bites us in the butt. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes people don't appreciate it. According to the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, for every $1 a man makes, a woman only makes 80 cents. Black women and Latinas face an even bigger pay gap than women overall. Black women are paid just 63 cents and Latinas only 55 cents for every dollar paid to white men. Now, obviously these stats are ridiculous. And what makes me even more annoyed is that when we're talking about equal pay, the burden always seems to fall on us to fix it, right? Like we just need to negotiate our worth, you know, versus holding these systems and these companies um, accountable, the, the the institutions that perpetuate it. We recently had a finance expert on, Stephanie O'Connell. Um, she was in a finance 101 episode, you guys, if you're listening. And she calls this the ambition penalty, right? So the ambition penalty speaks to the paradox at the heart of women's empowerment to close gender gaps in pay, wealth, and leadership, women have been directed to speak up, negotiate more, and take what they deserve, overlooking how women are often penalized for doing those very things. For example, when women do negotiate, they're more likely to be labeled as aggressive and demanding and less likely than men to actually receive the raises and promotions that they've requested. An extreme real-life example, obviously having the job offer rescinded after following the advice to always negotiate. So it's like, I really want this job. I'm going to ask for what I'm worth. I'm going to push hard. And then I don't get the job because I push too hard, which is unfair, right? They should be able to draw a line in the sand and say, look, this is, this is it. Take it or leave it. What is your perspective on that? What's maybe, um, I know you have so many, but maybe a, a real life experience that you've gone through. And then also what do you say to encourage your clients to navigate the difficult conversation of asking for more money? It's, oh my gosh, this, every time I think about the pay wage gap, I literally get anxiety. Like I have anxiety right now thinking about it because it's so, dis, it, it's, it truly disgusts me. And especially right now when we're in a time where uh, last year we just went through the Black Lives Matter movement that, you know, is still going on, but we have all these companies that did all of this performative you know, paying money to DEI initiatives and all of this stuff and saying that they were going to hire uh, more diverse teams, right? And then you peel back the curtains and you have more diverse teams, but you're not paying them shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Like it's just, you're, they're still contributing to the pay wage gap. So all of that stuff just really burns me up. Um, but the thing is, first, we have to actually believe that we deserve it. And I know you were talking about like, we have to ask for what we deserve, but the truth is we do have to ask for what we deserve, right? Like we have all of these equal paydays, black women's equal payday, Latina women's equal payday that is meant to bring awareness to these pay wage gaps. And it literally has done nothing. Mm -hmm. It has yeah. done nothing. Nothing has changed. The pay wage gaps remain. Um, we went through this whole black lives matter movement, the pay wage gaps remain. And so unfortunately it really is on us. Like we can continue to talk about it. Um, but we, if we don't, uh, first of all, know our worth, right? And shed, address limiting beliefs and shed the limiting beliefs that like, we just got to work hard and, and at least we getting paid. Like at mm -hmm. least we making this much money. At least you can pay good money. We actually have to believe that we deserve to be exactly where white men are, frankly. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we have to do our research and then we have to go and ask for it. And we can't just ask for it. We have to demand for it. And it's just the price of this, 
this culture that we, that we live in. Um, but I know you mentioned, you know, um, getting offers rescinded. And while I do know that that does happen, we have to also understand the flip side of it is that, you know, companies spend so much money, a, uh, in turnover, right? Every time they turn over of a position, it is so costly for the company every day that a specific position is left open, it's costing the company. And so by the time uh, a company has gone through the whole recruiting process and they've gotten to the offer stage, I, I promise you, these companies don't want to start all over at the mm. beginning. And so, uh, you know, being afraid that they're going to rescind the offer because you asked for too much, I think is probably the least of your concerns. You really should be more scared of not negotiating the offer um, because it's more detrimental to you. And it also really shows the company um, kind of how you feel about yourself, right? Like if a if you don't negotiate the offer and, and you could just got lowballed, that's just letting the company know that like, all right, you let me know from Jump Street, like you're not what really you think you're worth. Yourself. It's not much, yeah, absolutely. And so that is why it is. There's so many reasons why it's important to negotiate. One of the reasons is it's your first opportunity to let the company know that you know you know exactly what your worth is, and that you're demanding your respect up front. Which leads me into taxes, because if you got a job, you better pay Uncle Sam or he will come looking for you. Episode 49, getting ready for tax season. Here's just a quick little hit because you need to get ready for tax season. It is approaching. What do we have? The deadline's in April, I think. Um, So just get this little bit here. And if if you like what you heard, go listen to all of episode 49 if you want to get ready for tax season, especially as a side hustler or an entrepreneur. You can't learn everything from Google and from your entrepreneur friends or from the LLC Instagram that's Ooh. like, you need to do this. You put three cars in your business name, and that's how you, that's not real. Okay, um, great. You, you want to have <laughs> I love this. Tell us everything. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think, too, what ends up happening is if you hear that information, have somebody review your return and make sure that that's right. Even if you thought wrong to begin with, have somebody correct it before you submit it. Um, I think it's really easy because we have so much access to information to be like, you have 30,000 followers. You probably know what you're talking about. And that is not necessarily true. And so you just want to make sure before you sign your name off on something that you understand what the rule mm, is. Okay. Okay. Are there specific write-offs? You know, you mentioned the three cards, do like these crazy tax hacks that will likely get you in trouble in a lot of situations. Um, are yes. there specific <laughs> write-offs that actually do work, uh, particularly for those who might have a nine to five, you've got your, your day job, right? But then you've got the side hustle. Like, is that a gray area that's different than a full-time entrepreneur? No, that's a really good question. So if you work for yourself, whether it's part-time or full-time, you fill out the same form for the IRS and it's called a Schedule C. And the reason that I bring it up is because if you look it up, it's one of the easiest IRS forms to look at. It literally is like, how much did you make from the business? And then how much did you make in these specific categories? The reason that I say that is because the rule for the IRS in most states for deductible expenses is that it's ordinary and necessary to the business. That's the two rules it has to meet. Ordinary means that people in your peer group, in your industry, they're incurring the same types of expenses. If you are a circus performer and you get a trampoline, other people who are circus performers probably got trampolines. Mm -hmm. If you do hair, unless you got something special about your hair situation that uses trampolines, it's not (laughs) a deductible expense. So the the way that you're able to deduct things is partially dependent on what you do. Then necessary just means that it makes it easier to do your job. So um, I give the example that like Little Fish has a podcast, right? And so for that podcast, I had to buy a mic. Now that mic is not necessary for me to do accounting work, but it is necessary for me to provide that service. And so I would say that the majority of expenses that don't seem shady in your head Mm -hmm. are probably deductible. Mm -hmm. Like the ones that you're like, yeah, I had to buy this software. I had to pay this contractor. That's probably going to be fine. And now as we wind down into the last two really important, beautiful, heavy clips, um, this is really the essence of hot, happy mess. Um, Flexible thinking 
positivity, um, not toxic positivity, being able to cry and break down and embrace the mess when necessary. That's what it's all about, right? Embracing the hot, happy, and mess of our lives at the same time. Finding our magic in the middle of life's messes because if we wait for everything to be perfect to start living, we will be waiting forever. Um, So... This first episode is episode 39, and it was all about the art of flexible thinking. These are some gems. Listen to this. Are there any tools or other ways, obviously, Happy Not Perfect, the book and the app, um, other tools that we can use to strengthen those muscles when it comes to committing to action? You know, obviously, the book and the app has, um, has all the research and tools in it. But what I would say, the easiest and cheapest tool we will have is the power of pause. When you do not know, do nothing. And one of my teachers said to me, and I'll never forget, but she said, and I'll ask you, Zuri, what, okay, someone gives you a muddy bucket. How do you look to the bottom of the bucket? What would you do? If someone's giving you a muddy bucket and someone says, right, what's in the bottom of that bucket? What would you do? Um, I would dump the mud out of the bucket and then you you can't see what's at the bottom. Right. Oh, but you can't. Okay. They're like you can't. You can't oh, take anything out of the bucket. Oh my! Um, I would. Can I? Can I stir? <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably already doing all the things you're not supposed to do. I think I'm supposed to just sit here with the bucket. Yeah, you're supposed because. Um, but you're right that you. That's the whole yeah. lesson of like the question. Actually, if you do nothing, yeah. the all the sand will fall to the bottom. And then it'll be, there'll be completely uh-huh. clear water and you'll be able to see to the bottom. Oh, really? I should go get a bucket and some mud right now. <laughs> this sounds like a fun experiment in, in the power of pause. The power of pause. So when we pause, like when life feels like a muddy bucket and we can't look at the bottom to the, and find the solution or what we should do next. When we pause, we allow all the mud to fall to the bottom. We then have crystal clear water. And we can see right down, right mm. through it. Mm. And, and that's so important. I'm glad you bring it up because that's the most difficult thing to do. That has been my ultimate struggle in the past because I'm such a doer, because I'm so ambitious, because I'm such a problem solver. It's like if there's an issue or a thing that I don't know the answer to, I almost go twice as hard trying to fix it, trying to make it work. But you can't knock down a door <laughs> that is not ready to open. And so often I'm banging down the front door and I'll realize I, I say this often on the podcast now, if I I would have just calmed down, sat on the porch and thought about it. I might have thought, I think I'll walk around to the back and look, there's a window and it's open. And I think I'll just crawl through there instead. But you get so stuck on on the problem as it is and feeling like you'll get control back by doing, 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 working, working, working to make this not what the current situation is anymore. And all I've ever done is work myself up into more anxiety and more stress. And I still don't accomplish whatever it is I'm trying to accomplish. So me too, it's sister, to me too. Like literally <laughs> like why? I mean, I, 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 they always say, you know, write about what you need to know about. And like, trust me, talk about like the queen of like trying to like open doors that won't open and being like, no, if I just yeah. try harder and you're like, the door's not going to open. But the power flexibility yeah. allows you to like, step to the side and realize the door right next door is open. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, 
Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. And finally, we're going way, 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 way back in the archives to episode number six. I was a noob, newbie in the podcast space. Um, this was the episode called Is It Time For You To Pivot? My girl Deepika was the guest. Um, she's the CEO and founder of Live Tinted, an amazing beauty brand that's all about inclusivity and is growing exponentially by the day. Um and this was just my my solo intro, some of the commentary about why I wanted to have an episode um, encouraging you to maybe not pivot, but to reflect on if you need it to or not. And also sharing a, a time in my life where I was afraid to pivot, but I did it anyway. And, and the things, the songs, the resources that have helped comfort me in the scary moments where I'm deciding to take a leap of faith. I was a theater geek more than anything. So acting was my true first love. Uh, but anyways, so I was singing and whatever. That evolved by the time I was 18 or 19 into I'm in a girl group. OK, I guess we're doing this. Bring on the crop tops. But what I realized at one point was I didn't love singing. Not only did I not love it, I kind of didn't l even like it. It was something that I could do generally speaking. And um, it was a means to an end for me. And it took time for me to realize that. What I loved was performing. What I loved was creating. What I loved was being in the studio, writing music, writing lyrics more than anything. I love to write. And I should have known then because that was happening more and more through the years. Um, I was cool to write. I didn't mind that. I loved getting in the studio. Nothing about that was bad pressure. But anytime I had to sing for someone, I got this like impending sense of dread. And I just put that away. I ignored it for the longest. I realized at one point that you shouldn't have to go through all of that, the anxiety, the dread, the weird or bad feelings for something that you truly love. And what I realized was I craved and loved performance. It was acting, no doubt. That was one of my truest first loves. So it wasn't the stage that scared me because I have taken the stage at this point in my career in front of thousands of people. Um, and often, you know, I was an MC for the... NBA team in Indianapolis for the Pacers. I emceed the Super Bowl Village the year was in Indianapolis for thousands. I've done concert hosting, like you name it. And I love it. It lights me up. I love having a mic in my hand. I love connecting with the audience, with the crowds. So that's not what scared me. I realized it was the literal act of singing that I didn't enjoy. But we can do a thing for so long that we normalize the feelings attached to it, even when they don't feel good anymore or serve our bottom line. We just keep doing a thing because it's the thing that we've always done. And that is the pattern that I'd fallen into. So by the time I was 20 or 21, um, you know, I'd been recording, singing, trying to quote unquote, make it if you will. And I was doing what I'd been doing, because like I said, it's what I'd always done. And it wasn't necessarily what I wanted anymore. And that makes me wonder, you know, I want to ask the question to you. Is there an area of your life where you feel that right now? Maybe a relationship, your career? Is it the way you treat yourself? Are there maybe hobbies that you're doing still? Organizations you're a part of? 
but that you just don't enjoy anymore. Maybe a certain friend group that you've outgrown. Realizing that you aren't who you used to be can be very scary because it makes you question everything. Who am I, right? But at a certain point, I realized I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. So I had to get over that feeling of, am I a failure? Am I quitting music? Does this mean that I lost at this thing? And no, I didn't because I met some amazing people. I created some amazing, <laughs> a couple, a couple really good songs. <laughs> and then there were some other songs. Um, but I met some amazing people, developed amazing relationships. I enjoyed performing, you know, and it, it's an amazing, it's a fun, interesting chapter in my story. But around the time that I was about to graduate from college, I decided, you know what? It's time to pivot. It's time to pivot, baby. We're about to head in a different direction and just trust that what was for me was for me and that whatever that next step was supposed to be was going to be. But it would it was hard after five to six years of like really grinding it out musically. I would even say seven to eight if you include high school and how seriously I was taking it. It was tough to let go. But I realized through all of this that sometimes you have got to get out of your own way. And for me, that doesn't mean sitting on my hands and waiting for great stuff to happen to me. It means doing what I can with what I've got and then letting go and just awaiting the outcome. I couldn't be so stuck on what I wanted to have happen in my life that I couldn't see other opportunities presenting themselves. So I had to await the outcome. And should the outcome not be what I desire, should the outcome not be what you desire, especially if that keeps happening, I was learning that I had to check my ego enough to stop trying to force a square peg into a round hole. Is that the saying, square peg, round, whatever, whatever the heck the saying is. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I had to pivot. You shouldn't have to force things. It is all about flow. There's this song I love called Let Go. And the version that I'm obsessed with features PJ Morton um, and also Dwayne Woods, who's the original singer artist who released the song. Here's a little clip of it. Soon as I stopped worrying. Worrying how the story ends When I let go and I let God I let God have his way That's when things start happening When I stop looking at back then so I would recommend that you guys give that a listen um, because no matter what you believe, no matter how you identify spiritually, universal love and truths to me are exactly that, universal. And for me, the very comforting truth is that certain themes or ideas tend to rise to the top of most major religions, you know, and even non-religious spiritual ideas or beliefs, whether it's Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, Judaism, the list goes on. Um, but something that I think most of us can get behind or find comfort and peace in is these universal and common themes like love for one another, for our neighbors, treating others as we would want to be treated, kindness, generosity, faith, perseverance. And I go on that quick tangent just for context so that you can understand my perspective when convos steer in the spiritual direction, as they will sometimes, no doubt, here on Hot Happy Mess. And that is a perspective that's inclusive and respectful of beliefs and opinions that may sometimes differ from mine. And that's okay. That's good. So take what you may if you feel that it resonates with you and also don't when it doesn't. Whatever you believe, even if it is just in yourself, if it helps give you the faith and confidence to do and experience the things that you're capable of doing and experiencing, then that's it. That's what we want. That's what I hope you tap into, especially when it comes to changing directions, taking an unknown path or starting over again, because that's real scary. I just want to encourage you to be brave, to be bold, and do not ever be afraid to begin again. I love this quote that I'm about to read, and it has been such a touchstone for me throughout my adulthood. It's by F. Scott Fitzgerald, and he said, For what it's worth, it's never too late, or in my case, too early, to be whoever you want to be. There's no time limit. Start whenever you want. You can change or stay the same. There are no rules to this thing. We can make the best or the worst of it. I hope you make the best of it. I hope you see things that startle you. I hope you 
feel things you've never felt before. I hope you meet people who have a different point of view. I hope you live a life you're proud of. And if you're not, I hope you have the courage to start over again. Again. I'm happy. Yes. That is it. That's it. That is what I would love to leave you with because I just want to encourage you, like I just said in that clip, um, to show up for yourself. I'm trying to show up for myself. Um, I'm going to be reflecting over the next month. I hope you'll do the same. Take that pause, right? And see what's revealed to you in that moment. Maybe pivot, maybe don't. Maybe build on what you what you have going now. Um, but take the time you deserve. Take the time you need. And change or move or do something different if your heart is telling you to do that. I know that that's what I'm going to be doing. I'll be doing all of that during this hiatus, y'all. This little breaky break. I can't wait. The holidays are upon us. So with that, um, don't forget to enter the giveaway. You've got until, what did I say? January 4th. You got until January 4th of 2021 to win an Amazon gift card, $50 Amazon gift card. Just leave a five-star review, a few sentences about what you're loving most about the show, about what I'm doing here at Hot Happy Mess, about the content we're bringing you, or just what you most are proud of or celebrating um, as this year comes to a close. And you can win a $50 Amazon gift card. I'm giving away four of them. In the meantime, I am wishing you the happiest of holidays and sending you so much love and so much light and the the happiest of new years. Okay? All of the things. I will see y'all at the start of 2022. I am Zuri Hall, and it has been my privilege to get to know you more, and I hope you got to know me more um, over the year via the comments, via the community we're building at, at Hot Happy Mess, um, and via the guests who have come on my podcast, some who have been listeners of the show. So I love you. I appreciate you. I see you. And I'll talk to you soon. Happy New Year. Almost. Why did I say Happy New Year? Why am I like this? I can never just <laughs> end the podcast like a normal human. I love y'all. I'll talk to you soon. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a 
a day. Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.